This is the King's Court on Arena Sportsnet, presented by American Grappler. I've got more swagger than Mick Jagger, more sex appeal than Vince Neil. All guests from all walks of life share their time with the King of Connecticut. They are dreaming of just one night, just one night with a man such as myself. Any and everything goes. I am the king of Connecticut. I was raised with class and sophistication. And now, from Norwalk, Connecticut, weighing in at 230 pounds, if George Clooney had muscles, they'd call him the king of Connecticut. The one, the only, Matt Granite. Manipulating the minuscule minds 
of the masses of miscreants. Once again, I am your host, the suntan superman, the king of Connecticut, Matt Granahan. Alongside riding shotgun, as always, the incomparable, the one and only snowman, Brian Snow. And I got a treat for Brian, and I got a treat for the listeners. And I'm going to give you that treat right now. Most of the time, people have to pay good money for this. But here it goes. She's a good girl. She loves a mama. She loves Jesus and America, too. And I'm a bad boy because I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. Yeah, I'm free. <laughs> free falling. A little tribute. A little tribute to Tom Petty. Yes, indeed. Who just passed away, man. We hit you in the open with a little Tom Petty. We're going to close with some Tom Petty. And, man, so many hits, too many hits to mention. We lost Hugh Hefner as well just recently, the Heft. And like I mentioned on my social media, he used to love to have the king come out there to the Playboy Mansion and officiate all those topless football games out there because he knew that all the all them bunnies all them playboy bunnies had a thing for the king did you have fun and, officiating uh, those games oh absolutely brian snow you know there was a lot of bouncing going on out there and <laughs> you know i had to be a hands-on ref a lot of times a lot of times i'm women, sure they you know they weren't breaking on the tackle and i had to get in there and uh and use some of my, my grappling skills. We talk about grappling in this episode. We got Phil Baroni coming on, just coming off from the weekend of grappling for Chael Sonnen's submission underground. But yeah, I had to use some of that skill as well. RIP too to Lance Russell, the great pro wrestling broadcaster, called a lot of matches between my mentor and good friend and old coach Billy Wicks and Sputnik Monroe with uh, Rocky Marciano was referee. This legendary match is Lance Russell had a legendary career and a long, long life. He was in his 90s, so RIP to him as well. And, Brian, I just want to ask you before we get into this episode, how's the training going? Because I just got back from the gym, and I've been doing two-a-days here with my cardio because i got the matches coming up with Chuck Sloan and uh, – Adam Newsom, the human horror movie. How has your workout and your diet routine been going? 40 pounds down as of Labor Day, my friend. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, Brian Snow. I'm telling you, you're sticking with it, man. I'm, and I don't know if I should call you Brian Snow. I think your new nickname out there is Sexy Snow. You might hear from the ladies. <laughs> A la Shawn Michaels. That's right. That's right. I sang that sang Brian that song. He ain't no Brian Snow. Brian Snow. <laughs> He's just a sexy snow. Sexy snow. 
yeah. And the girls are loving it here too, man. I mean, they see me um, from a year ago when I lived in when I lived in Indiana, and they're going, "Wait a minute, is that the same person?" Oh man, I'm telling you, you're you're, you're starting to look a lot to me like Denzel Washington, Brian. <laughs> well, one of the one of the, my favorite football and baseball players that I got compared to recently on a road trip, does the name Bo Jackson mean anything to you? Oh, man, you do resemble a young Bo Jackson, absolutely, <laughs> Brian Snow. <laughs> Bo Jackson, man, what a multi-sport superstar. Kind of like our two guests tonight, you talk about multi-sport superstars. We got the New York badass Phil Baroni coming off of kicking some but in grappling and, oh, and yeah. going into pro wrestling, UFC legend. And then we got Dell the Patriot Wilkes coming off the gridiron, one of the greatest South Carolina Gamecocks of all time, and going into pro wrestling, WWF, WCW, in the spirit of Bo Jackson, for sure, for sure. I want to talk a little bit about grappling. We're trying to keep things exciting because grappling, I've competed in grappling and coached grappling over the years, and I mentioned Billy Wicks, uh, obviously was was a great coach of mine in, in more of a catch wrestling uh, type grappling style. And we talked about the catch wrestling rules on here with uh, current Jacobs, recurring guests and co-host who's a catch wrestling rules champion, which is more exciting because there's a pinfall in there. Keep the action moving. But grappling is a great sport to participate in, but a lot of times watching it is it's kind of like watching paint dry. Which yeah, we're gonna get man. To, going to get to how Chelsea Slender made that more exciting over this past weekend. And I'll tell you, you know, when I started out uh, coaching here in South Carolina, I was for Rich Giamedo's team for Copple MMA and then later for, for Main Event Fitness and MMA. They was MMA at first wasn't legal here, still a lot of grappling. But then when MMA first became legal here in South Kakalaki, man, I got some crazy stories just to tell people how Bush League it was. Oh, oh the Capo Rich, he used to he used to recruit guys right not out of Penn State. Penn State, of course, is a is a great great uh, wrestling program. Multiple time national champions. He didn't recruit from Penn State, but Brian, he recruited from the state pen. <laughs> and. Uh, and just to give you one example, um, he had two guys uh, at one point, there were two of our main guys that were active fighters, and one was right out of a prison in Florida where he was the head of the white Aryan resistance, the, the white national, uh, national uh, Aryan uh, white supremacist group. And then we had another guy who was also straight out of prison, come out of uh, doing uh, 20 years for manslaughter when in, in his late teens, who was a head of a black gang and had a very much of a black power attitude. So imagine these two guys in the same practice room, man. And they were two both big guys. Um, it was, it was pretty dicey. It was pretty crazy. And, and um, how, how crazy and bushly this was, man. One time there was a show in Jacksonville and uh, Rich is in New Jersey, and I was cornering these three guys, and I had to get him down to the show. And we could not get hold of um, the Black Gang gentleman. He wasn't wasn't contacting us, wasn't calling us back. And um, we went to his house. 
I had one other guy, and then I had the the white power dude there. And walk up to his door, knocked on the door. He comes out to just to the door. He won't come outside. But he just comes to the door and he points down to his ankle, and he's got an ankle bracelet on. Um, obviously, was in violation of his parole, and um, he he doesn't say too much. And we we start going on the grass and leaving. Well, the white power guy, knowing that he's got this ankle bracelet on and he can't come out the yard, he starts screaming the worst word you can possibly call a black person. Oh, yeah. And we are in a very bad neighborhood, um, and I I, I thought about just leaving him there, but he was on the show, so I said, get your ass in the car, and we sped off and went down to Jackson. Well, that's just just one of the many memories how crazy that was. And funny memory, too, from (laughs) back in the the grappling, Steve Alponi, who we got to have on the show, when I was doing the grappling tournaments with Steve, to make it more interesting, when Four Loco first came out, like in 2009, before they lowered the blood alcohol or the alcohol level on that, we used to down some Four Loco, and one time before a tournament, I head-butted this Brazilian guy, um, we drank some four locos. I headbutt this Brazilian guy was one of the coaches, um, and we get kicked out of the tournament so outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So we made grappling more interesting and, and more exciting. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you know, me and Steve are crazy, and one of our guys that we love to party with is, is pretty crazy. He's coming up next. Uh, he's known to the world as the New York badass, Phil Baroni. And you talk about a guy who's who's authentic and who lives the gimmick, man. That is the New York badass. And, and Shell's son and knows that grappling is boring. Shell, of course, one of the great Mike skills in MMA. So he brings the New York badass in this past weekend. Uh, there last night to to take on AJ Agazarm, who was a silver medalist in Abu Dhabi grappling, and and Phil just goes to town on the guy, and he's having fun. Matt Freeman, our buddy, was out there um, covering it for Inside BJJ, and he's also promoting Phil's main eventing against Vinny. Um, his last name escapes me, but Vinny Massaro uh, from Lucha Underground coming up. November 4th, and he was out there for the scrapple match, and he said Phil was just having a good time, was was spanking the guy, was nuking the guy because he couldn't throw punches. And then they had some weirdo finish at the end. That, that I mean, as if grappling isn't weird enough as it is for spectators. <laughs> um, they had some weird overtime thing. So when we get back from break, Brian Snow, we're going to welcome the one and only New York badass Phil Baroni. Then we're going to go to another break. And we're going to welcome the Patriot Del Wilkes. And Brian, I got to throw it to you. And how cool is this episode? We just keep continuing to keep our library of hits expanding. Y'all want to hear a replay of any of these? You go to iTunes and search King's Court, the New York Badass, and the Patriot when you we come back. You don't need four letters to tell you what's going on in the world of sports. No, no, no. You only need three. A S N. Arena Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York badass, Phil Baroni. Listen, Matt, I can't talk long. I just smashed that jabroni at Commission Underground. That little punk, that little pretty boy weasel, I beat his his ass. He spent more time on his back than Kim Kardashian on a Saturday night. Now, now, Now I'm ready to bust up that fat wannabe grease ball. Vinny Masao in, in, in that legal 
interest ghetto of Stockton, California. You want to see a beating? Make sure you come to Stockton November 4th. I'm going to beat that Vinny Marcello like a pizza pie. That's that, Javoni. What a bump. November 4th, Stockton, California. Watch the New York badass Phil Baroni smack the grease off of that disgusting grease ball Vinny Massaro. Welcome to the Butcher Box. Our beef is exactly the way that nature intended. 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Antibiotic and hormone-free. And never taken from feedlots. Just 100% healthy meat. We offer 2-5 to five day delivery to the contingent's 48 states. The meat is flash-frozen at the peak of freshness, packed with dry ice, and shipped directly to your door. The beef is sourced from a collection of small grass-fed farms. It is of the utmost quality and tastes incredible. Our steak won a blind taste test cook-off with the Today Show in 2015. So for 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, organic chicken, and heritage-bred pork delivered for free on your schedule for less than $6 per meal, visit arenasportsnet.com and click on the Butcher Box logo. And if you do so, you will receive 10% off your first order. Or give Butcher Box a call at 855 981 8568. It is the pernicious purveyor of preposterous pomposity, manipulating the minuscule minds of the masses of miscreants. Once again, your host of the King's Court, the Suntan Superman, the King of Connecticut, Matt Branahan. And I am here welcoming back a guest we've had on the show in season one. This man is an absolute legend, considered by many to be the greatest South Carolina Gamecock ever to grace the field. One of only four consensus All-Americans in the history of the Gamecocks football franchise. This man has had a storied career in professional wrestling, in World Wrestling Federation, World Championship Wrestling, in Japan, you name it. Also played in the NFL. He is a true legend and he is a true patriot. And he is the patriot, Del Wilkes. How you doing, Del? Good, man. And I agree with everything you said. Thank you. Thank you. A wise man. It's good to see, good to good see to you see again. You, yeah, see so last time we did the court, as we always do, we call into Brian at the main studio for Radio Sports Network in Chicago, and we do it over the phone. That's not as fun. Face-to-face is a lot more fun, and we're in Gamecock season right now, and we're really at the home of Gamecocks football when it comes to the place where you want to watch the games, where you want to have a burger, best burgers on the East Coast. I just had the trifecta, and also the pork sliders here are amazing. Of course, we're here at Burger Tavern 77 on Divine Street here in Columbia, South Carolina. And it must bring back a lot of memories for you to be right here by Five Points, Del. It does, as I was coming through earlier, coming over here to meet you, coming through Five Points. While it's changed, it still brings back good memories. And being close to the stadium like this, this is my hometown in South Carolina. So it's a very, very special place for me. Now I want to ask you, just tell us a couple of your memories from uh, the gridiron uh, in the years that you played, because those were some amazing years that people still talk about in Gamecock history. Well, my freshman year was 1980, and what better way to start off by being teammates with a Heisman Trophy winner. 
I was an offensive lineman, so as a freshman, I got to block for one of the greatest running backs that's ever played college football, George Rogers. We had a very good team that year, went to a Gator Bowl, had a couple of mediocre years after that, but followed it up my senior year, 1984, with the first team ever win 10 games in Gamecock history. Uh, I was very fortunate. I was captain of that team, most valuable player of that team, and also a first-team consensus All-American. So, a couple of mediocre years in between, but in the beginning and the end, two special years. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think of the Gamecocks this year? What are you thinking for this season? I think we're still a young team, so there's no doubt about that. We've got talent on this team. Uh, it was pretty much bare cupboards when Coach Muschamp got the job. They've done a good job of recruiting. Uh, we're missing some offensive linemen for today's game. Of course, we're missing Devo. We're missing Bryson Allen Williams. So there's some talent there that we need that's not going to be on the field today against Texas A&M. But we're headed in the right direction, and I think we all are going to have to have some patience with this. We're going to have great moments, and we're going to have disappointing moments, as you do with young teams. Young teams are trying to find their identity, trying to gel, trying to become a cohesive unit, which we're doing all those things. Uh, I think we can have a good year, but it still may not show up in the one loss column to be what we wanted it to be. We can still be better, get better, improve, and maybe win six games. But just be patient. We're in the right, on the right path. Absolutely. Be patient, fans. And speaking of professional wrestling, you talked about your career, such a storied career. One of our mutual friends, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, yeah. who uh, we just had on the show, legend, of course, from the ring, the NWA. I'm going to be on uh, his upcoming show, November 11th, in Union, South Carolina. Tell us a story of the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. What, what's what fun story you can tell? Well, I got a lot of them, and most of them I probably couldn't share it, uh, with the audience. Uh, adult-oriented. But anyway, I, I've known Manny since 1986, which was the year I broke into the business. And I was very, very fortunate when I was breaking into business, I got to travel on the road with a guy named Wahoo McDaniel, who literally oh, yeah. took me under his wing and treated me like a son. Speaking of football, yeah. Wahoo McDaniel, a legend from the New York Great Jets. football player. Oklahoma yeah. All-American there. Yeah. Yeah. And through Wahoo, I met Manny. And I got to sit back and watch a lot of matches with Wahoo and Manny. Now, I didn't learn a lot of scientific wrestling from watching those two guys. Mm -hmm. They were basically chop fests, mm -hmm. and uh, they beat each other with bull ropes and bells. But I gained a lot of experience being around those guys, picking their brain and just learning stuff about the business. Well, Manny Fernandez told a story on our show about Wallen McDaniel that he chopped his chest so hard that Manny's nipple literally peeled right off of his body. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. So, absolutely now, we're talking about professional wrestling. I showed you a match before we got started. UFC Hall of Famer Stefan Bonner, one of the top guys that I manage in the real shooters, my new, my new tag team. What do you think of these guys crossing over from the world of mixed martial arts and UFC to the squared circle in professional wrestling? I think it's great. I think it's great for them. I think it's great for the business of professional wrestling. I was watching the match. He told me the guy had only been in the business about six months. He looked great. He looked phenomenal. His stuff looked real. It looked legitimate. So I think it helps professional wrestling. It helps those guys continue a career. And they bring a lot. They got a lot to offer, man. A lot of talent. And that might be, a lot of folks say that's missing today. The matches, it doesn't look like people are trying to win. They're not trying to get to that pin. They're not trying to get to that submission. They're doing a lot of crazy, outlandish moves. And who better 
to show them and give them a reality check than my tag team of Stefan Bonner and Phil Barone. Absolutely. You're in there for the ultimate victory, to get your hand raised. And you're right, a lot of it nowadays looks just like a choreographed dance. Yeah. It's just spot after spot after spot, move after move after move. When, again, it's all about the victory, it's about getting your hand raised. So at some point in time, you need to get on the guy covering and try to get a one, two, three. That's right. Well, Dell, I want to thank you for your time today. It has been an absolute pleasure. I want to thank the folks here at Burger Tavern. Strongly encourage anyone listening in, in South Carolina, this is where you need to watch the game. You'll run into legends like Dell Wilkes. This is where they all hang out. Burger Tavern 77, Columbia, South Carolina. Go Cops.
Keep blowing.